Hey y'all, welcome back to Bloom and Bounty. I'm Cabrina or KB, your host. And today, in today's episode, we're diving in into the lush landscapes of farming, growth, and the delicate dance of balancing multiple roles. Join me in our rooted reflections as we explore the unique challenges. In this week's episode, we're talking about preparing the soil here in Florida, where we live. Okay, so as we delve into the nitty gritty of Florida soil, I first want to check in because reflecting on our farming journey, on, on, on my farming journey, I'm reminded of the allure of certain crops and how that can sometimes turn into often being influenced by uh, content creators and the observations of other farmers online and so what I've had to realize very early on is what they're planting I can't necessarily plant because in the environment it won't produce the outcome that I'm looking for and that sucks but we have a lot of things that we can plant as well um, so let me dive a little deeper. So when it comes to where you live, not every tempting crop you see on Instagram is meant for your soil. Take for example, the sweet potato. <laughs> I don't know why I gave that an object, duh. But take for example, sweet potato. The allure of these delicious tubers, while they thrive in certain areas, here in Florida, it can be a different story depending on where you live in Florida. The climate doesn't always play nice, <laughs> making it a bit of a challenge to grow this. So we've had to be discerning about what will genuinely flourish in our soil. So if I was to tell you in a quick summary how I'm feeling as I'm reflecting on that, I'm feeling content because in Florida's tropical soil, there's a lot we can plant. So playing the comparison wheel or trap or however you coin it isn't helpful because we could be putting things in the ground. And that is all I care about. That is all my time and energy needs to be focused on. Right? Okay. <laughs> This episode is proudly sponsored by KB and Bloom, a beacon of support and inspiration for BIPOC women seeking wellness and lifestyle content that resonates with their experiences. As you dive into the stories and reflections in Bloom and Bounty, remember that each episode is made possible by the unwavering support of KB and Bloom. Whether you're turning in for the farming tales, the creative insights, or a moment of introspection, KB and Bloom stands as a steadfast companion cultivating connections and growth. Explore the site for yourself at kbandbloom.com, a treasure trove of articles, affirmations, and content crafted with your journey in mind. Now let's ease on back into this week's episode. So 
So Florida has its own personality, is a nice way of saying it, that requires a tailored approach. What works in, say, Carolinas or Louisiana might not thrive under our sunshine. So making sensible decisions about what seeds to plant is crucial. Considering the local climate and the um, soil composition, I cannot stress that enough, how much I had to learn about that. So to further, I guess, guide our, our choices, we talked to our farm mentor and he offered some starter seeds vetted for Florida soil. And we also visited our local garden center and they not only provided us with uh, pre-grown plugs, which are kind of like um, seedlings that grow and they grow these in the uh, greenhouse, um, but they also shared a helpful sheet listing fruits and vegetables suited for each month. It was like having a roadmap for our farming journey so as not to waste time, right? Um, what I will say is I know Florida offers a diverse growing season and knowing what thrives when is the key. We, uh, someone suggested us adding strawberries to the mix and guess what? You know, those are going to be ready just in time for Christmas. So it's about understanding the rhythm of the seasons, so to speak. So kind of going on with this conversation, um, to make these kind of informed decisions that we made, we sought wisdom from local experts, including our professor, the staff over at the garden center, who, um, and our professor who shared these starter seeds and insights on the journey from planting maturity, like that was essential information. So it, it is a collaborative effort to choose crops that not only can thrive, but also cater to the local demand, because we're also thinking about that. Um, when I think about planting things, so much of what we're thinking about is when is this going to be ready? So understanding the timing for maturity is crucial. It's, it's quarter like, it's quarter like, it's kind of like knowing at the right moment when it's good, <laughs> when we're getting close or at harvest, um, so when it comes to farming, it's not about following trends online blindly. And there are some good folks online that are like really giving you some great information. But for my soil and this environment, it's about understanding and adapting to the unique qualities of our soil and climate by connecting with local experts, exploring like I said, that garden center and, and being mindful of our regional demands, we've set the stage for a bountiful harvest because of all that work we put in in the beginning. Um, and so I, I'm really happy about that because we, we brainstormed and realized for the month we were planting collard greens, okra, broccoli, broccolini, tomatoes, ace peppers, um, 
jalapenos, banana peppers, sereno peppers, chard, kale, cabbage. These were excellent choices. These vegetables not only adapted well to our soil, but also aligned with local preferences. Now let's delve into the soil and seasons here, um, specifically in our area in Florida, because while it's picturesque, it requires some finesse. And thanks to our farmer, professor, and uh, mentor, he introduced us to sun hemp. Sun hemp is basically like our star performer. <laughs> in this intricate dance with the earth. Um, because in our soil, it's a sandy texture and it needs a nutrient kick. <laughs> so sun hemp takes care of that. And it's a really pretty thing to kind of plant. You know, it, it pops up really fast from the ground and it's known, sun hemp is known for its vibrant yellow blooms. Um, but for its unique talent, let's talk about that. Um, it fixes nitrogen from the air and then it turns it into a plant-friendly fuel. So think of it as like a natural soil booster, enriching um, what we have for the upcoming planting season. So it's more than a nutrient provider. I've, I did some research. You know, when I learn anything new, I'm going to go all in on this research. So I've learned recently that it's not just a nutrient provider. Sun hemp casts a cool green shade over, I guess, our sandy soil. And it keeps the soil moist and happy. And as the seasons of the, the things we plant unfold, sun hemp it adds its organic essence to the soil, um, which is perfect. We love that. So choosing sun hemp isn't just a practical decision. It's a nod to sustainability. And you know I'm all about sustainability around these internet streets. So we love that. I look at it as like this agricultural melody. It bright. It's bright, um, not just in color, but it's also, like I said, a nod to sustainability and to our, our plants. So that's the story of how we're nurturing our soil and creating a vibrant green melody for the seasons ahead. <laughs> So this segment, I'm still playing around with, um, but for the purposes of this uh, this episode, let's call it local bounty and Southern delicacies. I'm still ironing out the kinks, but let's just have fun as we're, we're figuring out what each segment is going to be called. So I want to talk about for this segment, the benefits of some of the chosen crops. So for collard greens, for example, they're not only known to be rich in vitamins, but they are a staple in Southern cuisine. I mean, hello, 
You can create soul warming dishes like collard greens with smoked turkey or the classic collard greens with ham hock. Um, moving to broccoli, we know broccoli to be packed with nutrients. It's versatile, like you can do stir fries, you can do soups. It also adds this nutritious touch to your meals. Um, also when we're talking about uh, tomatoes, which we've been planning, they're also starting to pop up. They, they are the heart of many Southern recipes. They shine in dishes like fried tomatoes or with okra um, with tomatoes and rice. And so that's something that we've been doing um, and growing a lot. Um, and then I wanted to touch on chard and kale and cabbage. They are all like nutritional powerhouses. They can be sauteed. Um, chard and kale can be added to smoothies or um, used in uh, salads. And I was just thinking the other day, they're getting to the point where I can see these getting very big, uh, chard in particular, and um, a great salad. Can you imagine how delicious that salad would be? Adding some pecans, some cranberries, like some fall, um, some fall ingredients um, to that, some feta, chicken. I mean, you could just, um, I'm, I'm drooling over here, okay? <laughs> and when it comes to cabbage, uh, obviously you can make uh, things like uh, a delicious coleslaw or what I was raised on, corned beef and um, cabbage. And uh, of course you can saute it by itself. So I hope that quick overview was fun to listen to. I hope to give you updates every week and provide some uh, a quick roundup of benefits for, for the things that I mentioned as far as our crops. So speaking of crops, one of the things that I like to think about is how this relates back to the brand. This brand, the KB and Bloom brand, the Bloom Media Group brand, and I had I had had some I spent some time writing in my diary and I thought as we're nurturing our crops we're also fostering or I'm fostering the growth of this brand um, specifically with KBM Bloom the KBM Bloom brand is evolving um, and I think that probably was like without even realizing it my word of of the of the year. And so we have this online shop and shameless plug. There's so many exciting projects in the pipeline. And I just have to say it's a testament to the power of growth in various aspects of life. So if you're listening to this and you want to support us, head to our shop at kbandbloom.com slash shop. And so again, farming and building a brand share a common ground, both demand patience, resilience, and a profound connection to, to the purpose, or my purpose. Um, so I, I always think of like how fascinating to see the lessons from the farm seamlessly translate into building this brand and how it's all about cultivating, nourishing, and watching things bloom. So I just love that connection there. <laughs>
So I wanted to touch on a little bit about what I talked about last week, um, about the kind of juggling acts that I have. Um, there's this beautiful symbiosis between my roles. The wisdom from the farm permeates my work as a clinician, and it also fuels my creativity as a content creator, right? So I like to think of this as another layer of a reflection and I'm, I'm noticing that the farm is teaching me about patience, resilience, and then the beauty of growth. These lessons are invaluable in, in the realm of healthcare, reminding, us, reminding me to nurture myself and the patients I serve. And then, you know, as I said la earlier, last week, I talked a lot about how it's an interconnected dance the healthcare profession, farming, building a media brand and so forth. So each role enhances the other, creating this kind of rich tapestry of, of experiences, so to speak. So as I'm walking this intricate path, I've come to realize that life, like farming, has, not so surprising, its seasons. There are times for planting seeds, times for nurturing and times for harvest. It's about embracing that natural ebb and flow. And in these cycles, each phase plays a crucial role. You can't have one without the other and in its order. And what I'm what I realize is that planting seeds for me has represented hope and anticipation and this inner child like feeling of like this promise of growth and, and uh, future abundance. Um, and nurturing is the, the, the tender care we provide, much like the diligent action a farmer gives to each act or each crop. So ensuring it thrives under the warmth of the sun and the, you know, the water cycle is okay. Um, when the time for harvest arrives, it's my celebration of hard work patience and the fulfillment of potential. So life seasons, much like nature seasons or cycles, teach us the art of patience and resilience. They remind us that at every phase, whether it's the quiet preparation or the joyous reaping, it's an integral part of our personal harvest, or in this case, my personal harvest. So I challenge you as we navigate these seasons, Let's find beauty in the rhythm, gratitude in every stage, and wisdom in the ever-turning wheel of life. <laughs> Before we wrap up, Let's talk about the blooming challenges. Releasing these podcast episodes is my favorite thing to do, y'all. But there is a fight for energy and time. I'm just going to be honest. I have to work as many hours as I can as a clinician so that KB and Bloom and this podcast, Bloom and Bounty, can be funded and produced in-house without overexerting our resources. So please excuse me if these episodes are released late. I'm trying to do better. 
um, like this episode is, is late, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to dedicate a day to get these episodes recorded and edited in peace before the chaos of the day whisk me away. So my apologies. <laughs> so as we bring this episode of Bloom and Bounty to a close this week, let's be guided by the wisdom of dun, 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 Alice Walker. I think it pisses God off if you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice it. You guys, I am so excited to say this is the end of episode two. Until next time, take care and remember, you need you. Bloom and Bounty is brought to you by KB and Bloom and the Bloom Media Group. Follow this podcast to stay connected as weekly episodes are released and follow KB and Bloom on all social accounts. Go to kbandbloom.com for more info. Thank you.